Eagles! Good morning, South Jersey AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio, extending the play. Johnny Mack alongside my buddy Ryan Rothstein. Uh, talking NFL and Eagles, as we always do on extending the play. But I do want to start uh, because we have a, a little bit of important breaking news for the Delaware Valley. And Ryan came into the studio rocking his 76ers uh, sort of fleece. Is that a fleece type thing? Sure, we can call it a fleece. <laughs> we can call it a fleece. Yeah, whatever we want to call it. it uh, Joel Embiid. Uh, not great, but could have been much worse. That's, that uh, scared the Delaware Valley last night. It really scared the Delaware Valley. And two things. I mean, best case scenario. This is the best case scenario. Bone bruise yeah. for Joel Embiid. So uh, two to three weeks, although eh, probably a little bit longer, I would imagine, generally. Then you got to start getting into the other stuff of, is he going to stay in shape as he's out? It's had some issues with that in the past, but having an MVP-type season, let's be honest, if this MVP goes down as opposed to 2017 and that MVP going down, the Eagles making the run towards Super Bowl 52, that's not going to happen for the Sixers. <laughs> well, Nick Foles was, is, a, was, is a pretty good <laughs> basketball player, so maybe the Sixers <laughs> should pretty call good. him. That's good. He is a pretty good basketball player. Yeah, I don't think Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard might be going to the Hall of Fame one day, but he's not going to lead the – Lead the Sixers to an NBA championship. No. Um, yeah, so good news for the Sixers, good news for the Delaware Valley. Uh, you know me, though. I'm, I'm, I'm always looking for the, for the <laughs> for other the angle. And, you know, I, the, the first thing I thought about when Joel goes down is James Harden. I go, this is why you wanted James Harden. Not, not that you're going to win a, uh, a Super Bowl. Not that you're going to win an NBA championship if Joel's not out there. But well, it, yeah. it just, it just to me, it emphasizes the point, look, this guy's injury history is what he is. He's, he's massive. Mm -hmm. Even if he was healthy, those guys tend to get injured. Yeah, they're, they're hurt when they're healthy. Yeah. Just because they're so big and they've been through, you know, playing. and yeah. You know it's coming. Yeah, Think about absolutely. Yao Ming and somebody like that. Any, uh, any great big ever. Yeah. You know, they're, they're cut short or so, shorter. So my my larger point Ryan is the the window it, it, the opening is small. Take advantage of it. Do everything humanly possible to try to get one when that window is open and that's where I lead back to James Harden. Now not to say I think I and I've been very upfront with this. No matter what he says, Daryl Morey was trying to get it done. He just couldn't get it done. Absolutely. So Absolutely. I, I, it's not that I don't think they were trying, but I, this is more aimed at the fan base who's like, got to keep Maxi <laughs> right. at all, at all costs. Right. Got to keep Matisse Thibel, you <laughs> yeah. know, and I gotta, love Matisse, but come on, gotta, dude. Got to <laughs> take Matisse. <laughs> yeah. There's that, there's that nice mural in Philadelphia now of right. Matisse. Got to <laughs> keep him. Yep. That's what I tweeted out the other day. I'm like, man, that's going to be awkward when Matisse <laughs> is traded. But it's, listen, let, let me just ask you this, and we're going to get into plenty of Eagles, I know, but MVP now, because... Rich Q asked me this earlier this week when I was on a show, and I know you you appear on Back Your Play every Tuesday in the 4 p.m. hour. Um, he said, you know, do, does Embiid win it right now? And I said, I think he should. This is obviously pre-injury. I think he should, but he won't. 
And now his his average already dipped below 30 after last night's 29.9. He misses a couple weeks. I don't think he gets it. Yeah, I don't think he gets it either. But to me, it's not about the award. He's playing at an MVP level. I, that, that, to me, is the bigger aspect of it. Sure. But, you know, the thing about winning the actual award, I mean, one of the things, even if he didn't get hurt, you got to be there every night. You know, whether it's the... I, I know the NBA's changed a little bit with the load management stuff, but Joel's out a little bit more than most star players. Uh, maybe you could go back to Tim Duncan at the end of his career when the Spurs really started managing him uh, as an example. But early in his career, point being, you got to be out there if you're going to be an MVP, if people are going to take yep. it to win the award. But that, to me, is secondary. The guy's playing at an MVP level. That's just like Carson in 2017. I don't know if he wins it. I don't know if he finishes it. But he was playing at an MVP level. And you can't lose players like that in the NBA. You can do it in the the Eagles showed. You can do it in the (laughs) NFL. Although, you know, that's luck, too. There's a lot of luck involved in that as well. There's It's not like... I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. No, but that, there, that's a mistake. In, that's a Saturday morning mistake. Yeah, it's a Saturday right? morning mistake. But there is luck in every championship run, in yeah. any sport, at any level. And people hate to hear that, and I don't understand why. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, it, it, the stars got a line, man. There's right. a lot of times you just have the best team, and for whatever reason, doesn't pan out. Doesn't pan out. Could be a sprained ankle in the wrong week, wrong time, wrong yeah. part of a game. You know. I always talk about Eli Manning with our buddy Rich. You just brought him up. I Mm -hmm. mean, think about Eli Manning, two different plays. Asante Samuel intercepts, easy interception. Mm -hmm. Uh, David Tyree doesn't catch the football off his helmet. His entire career, the narrative has completely changed. That's That's how small the difference can be. The the extreme luck of multiple plays that you mentioned and who he did it against. Yeah. You know, it's the opponent and two or three lucky plays, and now he's a Hall of Famer in many people's eyes, and it's just amazing. Two or three bounces the other way, maybe a different opponent, completely different narrative. Yeah, and, you know, it's not an insult when you point that out, and and that's the thing with, with Nick Foles. I always say with Nick, and I'll do this for – to finish up my Saturday morning mistake. <laughs> you know, he, he I've always compared him. We'll continue with this NBA tact. I've always compared him to Vinny Johnson, the microwave with the Detroit Pistons. You know, he got hot at the right time. If you watched Vinny Johnson on a Wednesday night in February when he was lighting up somebody for 40, you'd go, you know what? I'd rather have him than Isaiah Thomas. But if you watched 82 games... <laughs> You wanted Isaiah Thomas, yeah, right. and that that was that was Nick Foles versus Carson Wentz. Although Nick Foles isn't Benny Johnson, Carson Wentz isn't the <laughs> Hall of Famer, so, yeah. so it's it's kind of evaporated <laughs> in that time uh, as as we've moved forward. And obviously, Carson, March seventeenth, we're we're closing in on Wednesday, which is the start of the NFL's new league year, Ryan. Uh, Eagles got to be down to the salary cap uh, limit, which is $182.5 million this year. Brandon Brooks, the latest restructure. They are inching ever closer. But that date, that will be the official end of the Carson Wentz era in Philadelphia. He will officially be an Indianapolis Colt.
What's changed <laughs> besides the besides the books becoming official? I guess right. Uh, March seventeenth. It's just time to take a step back and, okay. and look at it, and and, really and, and the it. reason why is because we're one of the things we're going to talk about. We talked on your show, the fix a little bit last night. Trey Lance having his pro day, and Trey Lance, for those who don't know, plays at North Dakota State which obviously is where Carson Wentz went. He won a national championship there. Carson won a national championship there. Trey Lance never lost, I believe, uh, at North Dakota State. Only played essentially one season um, because of the pandemic, canceling uh, things at uh, that level last season. Uh, And he had to get ready for the NFL draft. So, so many interesting uh, dichotomies to talk about as far as him because, look, he belongs in the conversation as a top 10 pick in this draft. And that means he belongs in the conversation with the Philadelphia Eagles, like every other projected top 10 pick. But as we now know, there are certain guys X'd out mm-hmm. by the owner of this organization. <laughs> and that, to me, is not a good thing. Not a good thing, Ryan. No, it's certainly not. I mean, I want to ask you about, like, listen, and this is a crazy hypothetical, and we don't need to spend too much time on this, but it just could paint a picture. Let's say Carson Wentz was never an Eagle for the sake of this conversation. Do the Eagles draft Lance this year? Right? He's in the conversation, of Sure, like, like, you know, he, he's, like you said, he's in the top 10 range, but he just seems like the perfect guy that the Eagles would get if they're in need of a quarterback, if they're not coming out of the mud from this one story and situation over the past couple of years. And I think that was a brilliant way of putting that, Ryan. We're going to continue to discuss that after the break. You hit that on the head here on Extending the Play. Saturday morning, South Jersey, chilly South, South Jersey, Saturday morning. More. After the break, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. The, the, the middle. The middle. It's you called know. the Gonza Fort Peninsula Park. Looks nice. It's nice green space. Right, right, right. Just looks like, you know, what's um, what's the the park in, in the middle of New York? Central, Central park? park? Central Park, yeah. Central Park, yeah. <laughs> most famous park in the world. Right. Park. It's probably the most famous green space on the planet. In the middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition. By my pain level drop. As of today, my pain level is zero. If they take care of you, they make sure this is good for you. Stop suffering from back pain due to disc problems. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com. CherryHillDiscCenter.com. If you bet on sports, then you need PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. We're all using it to cash in this basketball season. Just head to your nearest casino, pick your favorite teams to win it all, and sell those tickets on PropSwap. 
They have thousands of buyers across the country you can sell to, and listing your ticket is always free. This is your newest side hustle. The average seller on PropSwap makes $500 every month. If you aren't selling on PropSwap, then you are missing out. Go to PropSwap.com today and click the sell button to learn more. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. Welcome back. Extending the play, AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. I'm John McMullen, Ryan Rothstein in the studio, punching all the right buttons. Thanks to Ryan. Make sure... You listen to Ryan every night here on AM 1490 on The Fix. I'm there every night, Monday through Friday at 730. Uh, you can listen to us on demand anytime you want uh, on the Jacob uh, Media YouTube channel. That's J-A-K-I-B. Our executive producer, Xander Krause, is up in Vermont. Hope he's having fun out there. So you'll have a little bit of a lag, but everything will pick up. Uh, Sunday, Monday night. So you can always listen to us on demand there. Wanted to to make that clear. And I want to get back, Ryan. You you said an interesting thing before the break uh, because Trey Lance had his pro day yesterday. A lot of hype, performed very well, you know, <laughs> whatever that means, throwing against air. Nothing's supposed to hit the ground. Nothing did hit the ground. But nonetheless, he's a really talented kid from a, a, a physical standpoint. He's a big dude. Yeah, he really is. I didn't so, realize he's that strong. He, he's he got everything from a physical standpoint that you would need to play quarterback, especially in the modern NFL when you're looking for that dual threat ability to extend the play. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, cheap plug there. Um, and I am i don't want to say scared. If you're scared, go Go, you know, adopt a dog or, or, you know, rescue the dog. And, and by the way, as a dog lover, the dog will rescue you. That's right. It always um, does. It always does. Uh, but, it, you know, you brought up a point. You know, Trey Lance is not in the mix for the Philadelphia Eagles. He's just not. They're not considering. Now, Brian Johnson was there, the new quarterbacks coach. Shane Steichen, the new Eagles offensive coordinator, was there. You know, because you got to do this dog and pony show, Ron. You got to show up and you got to say, hey, we're doing our due diligence. And, you know, you can imagine when the draft gets here next month and the Eagles will say, whether it's Kyle Pitts or uh, Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle, whoever they end up picking, uh, they'll say, well, this is the best guy. And, you know, maybe they think that, and then you could fast forward. Let's do it all fast forward three years down the line. Trey Lance is a superstar, and then you have that plausible deniability. Well, we just thought so yeah. and so. We were there. Wasn't. Yeah, hey, we were. We there. did it. We were looking at him. We were seriously considering it. <laughs> yeah, he. You know, he looked good in a tank top and shorts <laughs> that day, but uh, after two hours, we decided yeah. against him. But so. <laughs> th- but that's the point. They were not seriously considering it, and the only reason they're not seriously considering it is what you brought up before the break, because okay. Carson Wentz. Didn't you know the divorce is is fresh? It's ugly. Yeah. As I said, it's officially over. Everybody signs the paper on March seventeenth, and you you know you're like the 
the jilted ex paying the alimony, $33.8 million of alimony, and you go to, I don't know, the Her same sister. college? Yeah. I, I don't want to go sister, but maybe so, maybe Close. sorority sister. Okay. All maybe right. sorority sister. Younger sorority sister who's just really... <laughs> really nice. Let's put it that way. We don't want to be politically incorrect, correct? In a world where Pepe Le Pew can't exist. <laughs> That's right. So I, I don't want to be politically incorrect, but you know, it's she has a really all the tools. Yes, yeah. all the tools <laughs> to make you happy. That's right. And you won't consider it because your ex-wife was from the same school. I, I th- this is this is. This is a mistake. It's petty. It doesn't make any sense. Uh, and, and, you know, this draft, maybe this draft, Ryan, explains it better than any other draft because you have other quarterbacks from schools where ha- there have been recent quarterbacks. Right. So what the heck does Mac Jones have to do with Tua and Alabama? What the heck does, uh, does Justin Fields have to do with Dwayne Haskins. Nothing. At Ohio State. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And the first thing, literally the first thing scouts are taught, never scout the helmet. Never scout the helmet. Because you can get, you know, enamored by, oh, he's from Alabama. They're awesome. You can get enamored by Notre Dame. Look at the history of that school. Blah, blah, blah. Oklahoma. Uh, Clemson, on and on and on and on. And you can't say, oh, oh, because, you know, (laughs) because so-and-so, Quentin Nelson's a perfect example, Uh, maybe the best guard in the NFL. So Aaron Banks is coming out this year. Well, Aaron Banks isn't Quentin Nelson, and then vice versa. If you do have a, a guy who maybe failed a little bit from a certain school, like Tua has very early in his career. No, no way you should pull the plug on that kid. But let's be honest, he didn't look good coming off the injury. He didn't look like an NFL starting quarterback. What the heck does that have to do with Mac Jones? It's you bring up a lot of good points. Like, and there's there's like three questions I want to throw out there. It's like part one. I do factor, and I bring up this example to you a lot, but. I do factor where they're coming from because I think playing on a big stage is important. I don't think that's life and death, like but Justin Jefferson versus Jalen Rager. You know, and, and I like the fact that Justin Jefferson maybe wasn't a number one option throughout his entire college career and he played on the greatest offense, arguably, of all time in college football. If I was a scout, I would factor that into my assessment. And then I think like part two and three of this, John, is what should the Eagles do? Like, if Jeffrey Lurie didn't actually come out and say this on Monday, six days ago now, do the Eagles get a quarterback? And, like, what is their long-term plan here? Forget this draft. What about next year's draft? Because you have to have a five-year plan in any business, a two-year plan. You have to think long-term and short-term and everything in between. So, like, if me and you are running the front office – you and I can just you know take orders. What's the plan here? <laughs> well, the plan is to do what Jeffrey Lurie says, and we'll get into a little bit of of, of Jeff McLean's article uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer as well. But um, yeah, I, I mean, 
Look, I agree with you. I think there's interesting, there's two levels. Like, if you're at a major school and you bring up Jefferson Rager, um, if you're at LSU, if you're at Alabama, Clemson, you know, sometimes that's held against you as a top-tier product. As you mentioned, Jefferson being a, a perfect example of that, saying, well, he wasn't even the best receiver on that team because Jamar Chase was on that team. Right. And Joe Burrow's the number one overall pick, and you mentioned the the just the overall uh, astonishing productivity of that offense. So you get mired in that muck and, and fail to realize that, hey, well, Jefferson was a big part of that as well, just because there's other good players. And, and then you have the other end of the spectrum, which is kind of North Dakota State. And... You know, that's an FCS school. Now, granted, it's the FCF school, but still, you know, Carson Wentz is the number two overall pick in the draft coming from that school. Uh, Trey Lance is likely to be a top ten pick coming from that school. So, you you they take kind of knocks, and, and, and Wentz, it happened to Wentz in 2016. It's happening to Lance now. People will speculate uh, he hasn't played anybody, hasn't played any FBS opponents. So that's one of the knocks against Trey Lance. So it, and, and that's why scouts are taught that way. They're like, just look at the player. Focus on the player. Evaluate the player. Project the player. Uh, and that last part is the most difficult part. Anybody can evaluate. Tim Tebow is a perfect example of that. I mean, that's one of the greatest college football players of all time. Probably the greatest. That's he, just my He's opinion. in the conversation. Yeah, he has I to mean, be. I mean. He has to be. And there's, there's a lot of scouts. Most scouts didn't, didn't grade him as, as a, uh, a first-round pick. And that was one of the big knocks against uh, Josh McDaniels early in his career um, for going down that wormhole. And not understanding, look, this is probably not going to project uh, well to the NFL level. And that, that's the way it, 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 it turned out. But guess what? He would have been he would have been a second round pick. It's not like he wouldn't have, you know, it's not like yeah, he, he would have been drafted. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, why is it so much more challenging in football? And I know some of the basic answers, but I want your just thoughts on this. Why is it so much more challenging in football in the NFL? to figure that out than it is in, like, basketball and the NBA. Like, Luka Doncic, he came from overseas. It wasn't hard to see he's going to be an unbelievable talent. You can look at, at plenty of examples in the NBA of guys that came from small schools or overseas. They weren't on, at North Carolina or Duke or whatever the case may be, and you're like, this guy's going to be an unbelievable NBA player. Football, it's still impossible to, to predict. At least that's how it feels. It does because so much of it has to do with placement and coaching. Whereas, you know, in, in basketball, it's more, let's be honest, it's not an individual sport, but it's more of an individual sport. You can give, you can give the basketball to LeBron James and say, get out of the way. Yeah. Uh, and he's going to do some pretty spectacular things. Yeah. Um, now, I, I'm not saying, you know, teams that win are generally playing great team basketball. And all that stuff. But you get that point. One player can elevate everything. To a certain degree, a quarterback can do that. But even if you look at, 
you know, a Tyreek Hill, a great space player. You hear all that term, get that guy out in space, let him work, sort of what they want to do in the NBA. Yep. But in the NFL, man, I, I always say, you know, when you and I have had the discussion with play calling all the time, and, and I always argue fans are not judging play calling. They're judging play results. Mm-hmm. Because you have no idea what's in what's supposed to be executed. Now, then you have the film nerds. They go, oh, I know he's supposed, and they they study the film. I'm not trying to say you don't know what's supposed to happen. I'm saying you're you're judging a a coach on the fact that the left guard missed a block. Right. You know. Yeah. You're you're playing checkers when the coaches are playing chess. Yeah, I, I mean, know, and that's why coaches always talk about execution. It, it's turned into a a cliche, but if you don't execute the play that's called, no matter how brilliant it is, Bill Walsh or your <laughs> run of the mill RPO, it's not going to work. Right. If, if you got one missed block, if you got one missed assignment, and it just comes to, you know. Think about it. There's 11 guys on the field for an offense versus five guys on the floor for basketball. There's a lot that can go wrong in football when you're talking about scheme, X's and O's, coaching, and all that stuff. So I, you know, I always go back to Donovan McNabb in 1999 because I think placement is so big for quarterbacks as well. I always think about some of those other guys who went in that draft. What if they were hooked up with Andy Reid and Donovan McNabb had to go to Cincinnati or Cleveland? What what's what's the difference? Are we talking about you know Tim Cows? Are we talking about Achilles Smith as a great quarterback? I, I probably not, but he's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, I mean situations everything, is it not? especially for a young quarterback. We talk about quarterbacks that went to the Browns for 20 years, and I'm not sitting here saying that long list of quarterbacks, including Johnny Football, Johnny Manziel, and whatever. That list goes on and on that they would be Tom Brady, but I don't know. Is Jamarcus Russell something if he doesn't go to the Raiders? Is like so many bust examples. Yeah, I mean, there's a, and those are probably, you know, Johnny and Jamarcus, they right. probably screwed themselves with off-the-field Absolutely. Stuff. But there's so many, you know, David Carr is the example I always give. That's a good one. Now, he's better than Derek Carr. Derek Carr's, a, 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 from a trade standpoint, I'm saying he was obviously better than his brother uh, as a number one overall pick. But his brother, Derek, is a much better NFL quarterback. You know why? Because he didn't get sacked 70 times a year, <laughs> and then he was just devastated you know his mind was shot from getting just overwhelmed in a tidal wave year after year after year now maybe he just stunk maybe he was never going to be better I don't know but I think that probably had a big impact on his career I think that's fair to say I and, and yeah so projection is the hardest part and that's where player development the one thing I criticize Doug Peterson's coaching staff uh, for the most harshly is player development. I don't think they develop players well at all. I mean, can you give me an example of a player they've developed successfully uh, in the past <laughs> 10 years? Yeah, there, there's uh, obviously 
there's obviously good players on the team, but I think if you talk about recently, I, I mean, you know, Dallas Goddard, Miles Center, all the young players that uh, are, are, but even Miles, I've talked about Miles extensively. I get in trouble because he he has gone backwards. You're not supposed to, you're not supposed to take a step back between year one and two. That's where you're supposed to take the biggest leap forward. So even though he's a good player. I think that's another example of failing to develop players like you should. Mm -hmm. And I I think maybe that's the best example on this current Eagles roster. Dallas Goddard as well, as I mentioned. But we'll continue this uh, sort of narrative. I want to do get into Jeff, Jeff McClain's reports uh, in the Philadelphia Inquirer. Continue to talk about Trey Lance and a shift on the NFL landscape as far as uh, preparation uh, to get ready for the NFL draft, which is, I think, changing in all sports. And we'll talk about that more uh, on Extending the Play, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Stay tuned. If you bet on sports, then you need PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. We're all using it to cash in this basketball season. Just head to your nearest casino, pick your favorite teams to win it all, and sell those tickets on PropSwap. They have thousands of buyers across the country you can sell to, and listing your ticket is always free. This is your newest side hustle. The average seller on PropSwap makes $500 every month. If you aren't selling on PropSwap, then you are missing out. Go to PropSwap.com today and click the sell button to learn more. DelVal Insurance wants to save you 40% on your car insurance right now, and they will do it today. Here's managing partner Jim Mulebrunner. A lot of people pay a lot more premium than they need to, and they may not have the coverage to to justify what they're paying. There's no charge for the complimentary insurance review. You will save money, and you will connect with a company that is an advocate, not a broker. Go to DVIGI.com or simply call Jim at 215-354-0122. That's 215-354-0122. I've met clients that think that I, as an independent agent, charge a fee versus going direct to Geico or going direct to Progressive. We do not charge a fee. Let DelVal Insurance save you up to 40% on your car insurance. Get your complimentary review. Call Jim Muehlbrenner directly at 215-354-0122. 215-354-0122. Your savings are a phone call away. Dr. Charles McCabe is on a mission to eliminate back pain while helping each individual achieve optimum wellness right here in the Delaware Valley. I was in such pain that I couldn't even walk. I would go to sleep and I would literally pull my hair from the pain. Since the day we came in here, I felt like I was in a place where they really care for people. It's not just a number. Do you have a bulging disc or herniated disc causing you back pain? Have you been told you need surgery? It doesn't have to be that way. Many of Dr. McCabe's patients with these same disc problems have found relief with his treatment. Do this. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com and find out your options. Stop suffering from back pain now. CherryHillDiscCenter.com When I came here, we started, my pain level was 10, of course. As weeks went by, my pain level dropped. 
As of today, my pain level is zero. If they take care of you, they make sure this is good for you. Stop suffering from back pain due to disc problems. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com. CherryHillDiscCenter.com. The, the, the middle. The middle. That's what I told you, but I got a hangover, man. So what is this hangover? Arm. Yeah, what's with this hangover? Right, what, what, what happened yesterday? Cheap vodka, bro. Cheap vodka, man. What? what, what? Well, I took yeah. pineapple vodka with the pineapples, and I infused it for like a That's week too or much two. pineapple. Pineapple it, it, is and terrible. It was, too, it, was, it was so sweet that you would just, just keep on drinking, and I just kept on drinking it. And, Did you say you took pineapple vodka and then infused it into pineapples? Yes. I mean, there's there's sorority girls right now at Penn State that are <laughs> laughing at you, Barrett. He took pineapple vodka and infused it into pineapples. Oh, I my. thought it would be a better taste, and it was a better taste. It was a great taste. It just went down too fast. Went down way too fast, oh man. My. And next thing you know, man, next thing you know, three shades to the wind. See, watching Quayla got... Tifa. Oh, my this God. That's the line of the day. <laughs> the Middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Get ready for a city versus suburban showdown as the best of the best high school girls and high school boys basketball players compete in the annual All-Star Labor Classic presented by Philadelphia's Organized Labor. The All-Star Labor Classic, a Philadelphia tradition, has already donated over $3 million and 100% of this year's total supporting MS. Mark your calendar and don't miss the 34th annual All-Star Labor Classic presented by Philadelphia's Organized Labor, Sunday, April 18th, 2021, being played at Germantown Academy in Fort Washington. Recovery Centers of America at Devon opened its campuses on the main line and in South Jersey. They offered a new approach, local addiction treatment led by an expert, caring team of professionals. RCA has since helped thousands and leads the way in innovative programs and exceptional inpatient and outpatient care, all in a beautiful setting that allows for healing and recovery. RCA answers the phone and admits patients 24-7, 365, including the holidays. All admitted patients and staff are routinely tested for COVID-19. Call now at 1-888-RECOVERY. That's one 888 Recovery. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. Standing the play, AM1490 Sports Betting Radio. Your place for Eagles and NFL talk every single week, but you also get it Monday through Friday on the fix with my buddy Ryan Rothstein who is here punching all the buttons on the other side of the imaginary glass. I'm going to say there's glass between. There should be, you know, although thankfully we're getting closer to, to normality uh, that we don't need. Well, yeah, (laughs) I, well, closer is not close. Okay. All right. I think we've taken a positive step. No, that's or two, maybe a positive shuffle, maybe not a step, (laughs) but we're going in the right direction. I I think allegedly. Yeah. And interestingly, by the way, for that little tidbit, NFL teams are going to be allowed to have their war rooms. Uh, unless something uh, goes dramatically wrong, which you always have to put that caveat on there. So instead of everybody being at their house, uh, Jeffrey Laurie gets to overrule his people in person, Ryan Rothstein. <laughs> oh, perfect. Just like the old days. You know what, John? I liked the draft last year. I, I think a lot of people did. It was endearing, I, I think, for a lot of people seeing all the different uh, – backdrops and and all that kind of uh stuff and how 
buddy setup. I, I think people, but boy, I'm tired of Zoom, man. I got to tell you, all these pro days, I can't even tell you how many Zooms I had this week because there were so many pro days, and there is even more. I, I'm tired of them, man. I, I mean, Jerry Jones, God bless him, and that's going to go over like a you-know-what in church yep. uh, in the Delaware Valley, but – he had an in-person press conference in Dallas, obviously Texas, a lot different than most places in the country, uh, announcing the Dak Prescott extension. Um, I loved it. Good to see, man. Good it's great to see. to see. Yeah, It's great to see. It's just a breath of fresh air, and hopefully it continues. Um, I, you know, already you see NFL teams putting out plans, hoping – to get full stadiums in the fall. I, I don't know if I can imagine that, but at least people are thinking about it. Hey, That's- you know, the Sixers, there's tickets for sale right now for Sixers games, Phillies games, and Flyers games. I know it's limited, but just the fact that you could really go on and on the online or wherever and, and buy a ticket and go see a game right now, it's, it's a good sign. Well, yeah, and even at the end of the NFL season, when you saw, like, 12,000 people, whatever, I think it was 8,000 in Lambeau or 12,000 in Arrowhead. Yeah. It made such a big difference. Huge just, difference. Huge. It, 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 it's just, I, I can tell you from being at those games in person, man, it was tough. It was it was a tough, tough environment. Just antiseptic. I, I, can, I called these NFL stadiums because they're all, you know, billion-dollar palaces essentially now. The the largest uh, TV studios in the world, uh, and it was just just nothing. There's no there's no vibe. There's no and and that was one of the most underrated parts. I talked about it all year from a betting standpoint, Ryan. There was no home field advantage. You know, people would talk about home. I I I, I kid my buddy Rich Rich Q on the sh- on 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 back your play because he's a big Giants guy. Yeah, they went to Seattle and upset Seattle. What a what a spot to win in Seattle. Yeah, that's the normal mentality. Nobody's not, there. Yeah, You're no not beating there. the twelfth man. No, <laughs> you're beating the the eleventh man. That that's it. <laughs> you're be, you're just going out to. Playing some pickup ball, you, you you beat a team, but yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, I remember just to touch on this for a second because I know you want to get to McLean's article. Eagles open at home this past season against LA. They lose thirty seven nineteen. Then they're at home in week three against Cincinnati. That's the uh, overtime tie game. I mean, listen, I feel like they get at least one win if all things are quote-unquote normal there, and then maybe the season's completely different. Yeah, I, I agree with you. There, there were certain teams. Philadelphia's one of them. Uh, because of the environment, uh, New Orleans was one uh, because it is tough to play yeah. in the Super Bowl. They turned out to be good. Uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota, that stadium's so loud. Um, there is Seattle, uh, another one. There, those places are just really difficult to play in. And, yeah, I, I mean, that shifted things for so many teams in the NFL. So hopefully we get back to a bit of normalcy. Now, the problem is, and you bring up Jeff's article, uh, Jeff McLean for the Philadelphia Inquirer, from the Philadelphia Inquirer, um, normalcy with the Philadelphia Eagles is uh, 
dysfunction at this point. Uh, I think, I think that's fair to say. And I think while everybody is focused, and by the way, I wrote about this in Philly Voice weeks ago, when people are saying, how, how can Howie Roseman keep his job? How can Re- Howie Roseman keep his job? And I, I said at the time, Ryan, he is to Jeffrey Lurie what Roger Goodell is to the NFL owners. He's the shiny bauble. You're all focused on Howie Roseman, and Jeffrey Lurie is creating all this devastation, and he just skates by because you have no idea that he's the guy saying, oh, you like Trey Lance, Andy Weidel? You can't draft Trey Lance. (laughs) Oh, Doug Peterson, you want a Super Bowl for me? You can't have Press Taylor. You can't have Matt Burke. Now, I know, Ryan, fans are not good. Fans don't want Press Taylor, but that's not the point. You don't know Press Taylor. You, If you're being honest with yourself, and I'm talking to the fans, not yeah. you, Ryan, yeah. you don't know him. You don't know how good he is offensively. I can tell you that organization told me straight to my face numerous times before Doug Peterson even arrived, this guy's a – a rising star in the coaching profession. Then early in the process when he was being elevated to quarterback's coach, oh, this guy's going to be a future offensive coordinator. Hmm. Then Doug takes an interest in him, and he's a moron. (laughs) Right. Like, oh, never mind. This guy stinks. I I, I mean, not to say, hey, we'll see. And Press is a good guy, and I wish him all the luck in Indianapolis. Back with Frank Reich, and that's got to be an interesting because everybody loves Frank. And he, he, he thinks enough of Press Taylor and Mike Groh as well to bring them in on his coaching staff. I almost want Carson Wentz to do poorly in Indy now, just off of those points, just so we can t- tell these fans, oh, you know, Press and Frank. You know, Frank is now a god to Philadelphia fans, especially on Eagles Twitter and it's like, dude, listen, I, I I like Frank a lot. Obviously a great guy. Obviously was a huge part of that Super Bowl run. And everything was just the perfect storm. And he was a piece of that storm. But he ain't the ant. Like, he's not Well, and that's, by wizard. the way, that's interesting, which Rob Motti and I reported uh, really years ago and was also in Jeff's piece. Back in 2016... The Eagles wanted to fire Frank Reich. They wanted to fire him after the 2016 season. And Doug Peterson stepped in and saved his job. What happened was John DeFilippo uh, was was, uh, the New York Jets wanted to make him their offensive coordinator. The Eagles blocked him. John wasn't happy about it. Uh, To sort of satiate him, they wanted to fire Frank Reich and make John the offensive coordinator. And Doug stepped in and said no. And at that point, uh, one of the few times, I think, that that uh, Doug won out in some sort of power struggle. But I, I think a lot of fans don't realize Jeffrey Lurie wanted to fire Frank Reich after one season. After one season. That was really the first clue to us without without any of us realizing at the time that he just, all of these guys are expendable and it's someone has to be a scapegoat. That was really the start of it, even though it was blocked, I would say. Would you agree? 
I would agree. Yeah. I, I think that was the first indication under the Doug Peterson regime. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it, it, it has stretched back long before that. Barrett told the story, Barrett Brooks on the middle, uh, when I was on with him there, told the story about Jeffrey Lurie meddling back in the Ray Rhodes era, his first coach. So it's been going on for a while. Uh, and and it, it's interesting because it, let me throw out this comparison to you. I put in Philly voice, Ryan. If you go back, you know, the comp is Jerry Jones because he's he's the obviously meddling owner in the NFL. But Jerry does it overtly. Jerry enjoys it. He, he even said today, uh, Stephen Jones actually said when they had that press conference I mentioned, um, Jerry's so happy to see you guys, meaning the media. He right. loves it. He loves being... We it, all know, you know yeah, it's yeah. it's like the WWE, the yeah. Dallas Cowboys I down mean, there. It's he a wants, show. He wants to cut the promos. He wants to be in charge. And so he likes the overtness. Jeffrey Lurie doesn't like that part, but he does, you know, behind the scenes, he he exhibits, exhibits a, a similar sort of overreaching persona on his organization. Now, if you go back to Jerry and Jimmy Johnson, not the tight end that Barrett mentioned, but the head coach, the Hall of Fame head coach. Two Super Bowls, and everybody remembers the story. And Jerry's drunk in a bar with the gin and tonic. Mm-hmm. And everybody's, you know, waxing how great Jimmy Johnson is. And Jerry's jealous. Yeah. Jealous. And he fires him. <laughs> that's that's what has carried, I think, a lot of I don't want to say perception, but the perception of Jerry Jones, because my point here, I would say Jeffrey Lurie right now is way worse as far as meddling goes, because Jerry Jones, at least he he owns it. And he's more of like a Vince McMahon type. Like he, <laughs> he wants is. he wants the show, the cheerleaders, the the best stadium in the world, and that which that's what he, which it is, and that's what he's about. And everyone knows that Jeffrey Lurie. It's like, well, I'm not going to get in the way. I'm not going to do this, and then he does that, and he's pressing buttons behind the scenes, and he doesn't step up in front of the media only when he wants to. That that to me is is way worse, way yeah. worse. And, you know, when I think about it, but the comparison I was trying to make is, you know, Doug Peterson wins a Super Bowl. I think there was a little jealousy there that Doug got credit for winning a Super Bowl instead of embracing, hey, I finally got a Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I think there was a little bit uh, of a Jerry Jones, Jimmy Johnson, and that would make Nick Sirianni Barry Switzer, which hopefully (laughs) he can get a championship. Hopefully he's a better coach as well. Right. But uh, different phases. Obviously, the Cowboys had a much better roster when Jerry made the change. Nonetheless, though, when I go to Jeffrey Lurie, you know, to me, the head coach and and like a first round pick. Okay, the owner should be involved somewhat with those picks. Somewhat. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think he overreached, but those are decisions that have to go. You know, he's got to be in those discussions. When you're talking about role players or when you're talking about position coaches, what the heck is the owner getting involved with that kind of stuff? That is the scary part to me. Well, how involved do you think he really is with the fourth round pick? Well, 
Barrett brought up, and that's why I bring up Barrett. Barrett, Barrett Jimmy Johnson, the tight end, was a role player. Mm-hmm. And, well, and the yeah. head coach didn't know he was going to be cut. Right. Why is he getting involved with that stuff? Mike Rowe now is an offensive coordinator. Okay, but when he was a position coach, we go down to uh, who took over for him? Carson Walsh. Carson Walsh. Who, who cares? <laughs> and Jeffrey's lawyer, Jeffrey Lori is sitting there saying, Carson Walsh has got to go. Right. Got to go. Carson <laughs> yeah. Walsh. I mean, are you kidding me, Brian Rothstein? <laughs> that, is, that is my point. Yeah. Head coach, quarterback, that kind of stuff. Okay. Carson Walsh. More extending the play, AAM 1490. Trey Lance, after the break, want to talk about that and his preparation. I'm out on fishing in areas like... Come on, bro. You have, you're about to have a kid, and he's going to want to go fishing. Uncle B can't take him fishing all the time. You got to learn to fish, bro. It's a good point. What do you mean you it's a good point? Happy. My ability to father my child relies solely on taking him fishing? Yes, well, Mr. Predicto. All right, what's the question for Mr. Predicto here? About your ability to father a child. <laughs> well, it has to be yes or no, okay? Will your son want to go fishing? Well, my son, my boy... Want to fish? The signs say no. Huh? Oh, that's it. I'm walking off the set like Maury. Boom, boom. I'm out. Drop the mic. See ya. You're not capable of dropping the mic. Oh my goodness. I'll yeah. roll with that, Mister Predict. This is my guy right here. The middle with Aton Shander, Barrett Brooks, and Harry Mays. Weekdays from 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. Are you looking for a place to track your action, purchase picks, and share your sports betting analysis with the gambling community? Check out Book It Sports, a social media platform with an unparalleled experience catered for the sports betting community. On the Book It Sports app, you can track all your NFL, NBA, and college basketball picks while getting real-time updates and injury reports all in one convenient place. Start building your following today and stand out amongst your friends by downloading the Book It Sports app on the Apple and Google Play stores. Let's cash some tickets and put it on Book It. Dr. Charles McCabe is on a mission to eliminate back pain while helping each individual achieve optimum wellness right here in the Delaware Valley. I was in such pain that I couldn't even walk. I would go to sleep and I would literally pull my hair from the pain. Since the day we came in here, I felt like I was in a place where they really care for people. It's not just a number. Do you have a bulging disc or herniated disc causing you back pain? Have you been told you need surgery? It doesn't have to be that way. Many of Dr. McCabe's patients with these same disc problems have found relief with his treatment. Do this. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com and find out your options. Stop suffering from back pain now. CherryHillDiscCenter.com When I came here, we started, my pain level was 10, of course. As weeks went by, my pain level dropped. 
As of today, my pain level is zero. If they take care of you, they make sure this is good for you. Stop suffering from back pain due to disc problems. Go to CherryHillDiscCenter.com. CherryHillDiscCenter.com. Malamut and Associates is South Jersey's endorsed and preferred personal injury and workers' compensation firm, specializing in finding success during your greatest time of need. Managing partner Adam Malamut's history in South Jersey is heralded with recognition and awards. Yet his approach to law is rather simple, to serve each and every client until justice has been served. Get connected with Adam at Malamut Law. And let the power of Malamut and Associates represent you when it matters most. Malamut and Associates, South Jersey's best. You're listening to the Jacob Media Sports Network in partnership with AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Subscribe to the Jacob Media channel on YouTube for access to all daily sports content. Welcome back. Home stretch, extending the play, AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. I'm Johnny Mack. Next to Ryan Rothstein talking about your Philadelphia Eagles, the NFL. Big part of the season. I always I always tell people, my wife tells me, what the heck do you do all year? And I'm, like, <laughs> I'm busier in the offseason than the regular season, and she doesn't understand why. She thinks I'm faking it. I'm not. <laughs> She's faking it, but that's right. it. That's another. Yeah. That's another. Yeah, that's discussion. another discussion. But I can't peppy the peel. I no. can't get into the controversial stuff. <laughs> no. Um, but I do want to get into Trey Lance, and I want to finish uh, tie that up in a bow because we started this on your show, The Fix, last night, and I I find it very interesting because, you know, the one thing the pandemic did for players like Trey Lance, who essentially you know didn't play his last season in college because of the pandemic. They played one game, I think. Um, You know, he went down to Atlanta with Quincy Avery, who's a pretty high-profile personal quarterbacks coach, works with Deshaun Watson, interestingly works with Jalen Hurts, uh, on things like fundamentals, you know, getting better with your eye work, watching film, all the boring stuff that John was so great at. Uh, with Carson Wentz back in the day. Are you able to hear? Uh, okay. Versus, testing, testing. Uh, you know, playing at North Dakota State, where you're going to win every game by 40 points. Uh, you're going to beat everybody up. And uh, I started to think to myself, what's better for preparation for the NFL draft? Working on those fundamentals that everybody has flaws in. One thing I always talk to NFL scouts this time of year, Ryan, and when they talk about quarterbacks, the first thing they always mention is how poor mechanically these guys are coming out of college these days. So I'm thinking to myself, well, Trey Trey is working with a, a, a guy who is used to handling all these NFL quarterbacks, improving their footwork, improving their mechanics, eight hours a day. That's all he's doing. Mm-hmm. Is he better or less prepared for the draft by not playing? By not playing what in the in, bigger in the games. In oh, other right. words, going doing that grunt work and doing the fundamentals constantly, the mm-hmm. boring stuff. Yeah. Versus going out on Saturdays and just dominating. Is he better prepared? I think he might be better. I could. I think he might be. Yeah. You can make a strong argument. He he's he's better prepared. Sure. And you talk about like I I almost think if you have all the tools. And this, like, this is a perfect storm within itself. Wentz and Trey Lance, 
You're better than the competition, and that's when you can really work on things both in the game and even out of the game, like you're saying. So as long as you're, you have that potential, which both of those guys do and did, yeah, I think that's, that can definitely be an advantage. And, and, and circling back to Jalen Hurts, one of the reasons I'm, I, I, I have optimism over Jalen Hurts as a second-round pick, look, obviously he doesn't have the high-level, high-ceiling skill set. Daniel Jeremiah said this this week on his conference call. He said, look, Lance and Justin Fields, they're just, they're just more gifted. Yeah. They, have, they have higher ceilings. Mm-hmm. But one of the things I'm positive about Jalen Hurts on is he's been working with Avery. Because he came in like every other college coach, and his mechanics stunk. Right. I got news for him. Five years in, Carson Wentz's mechanics stunk. Sure. And they regressed after John Filippo left. So, you know, Jalen is down working every day with Quincy Avery doing the same thing. So that, to me, is a huge positive from his standpoint as well. It is, but then, you know, and, and we're short on time here, but then it's like if you're a scout, how do you assess what's important and what's well, not? That, like, that, yeah. that, well, the scouts, it's it's tougher for I them. know, yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, it's impossible. They, they have a really, really tough job, uh, and I don't think it's getting any easier as we go through this process. No, no combine. As I said, all these Zoom pro days. Everybody's limited. You can only have a certain amount of people mm-hmm. uh, to watch these players. You don't get that face-to-face time as much as you would typically. You don't have the top 30 visits. Those still haven't been approved. The medical stuff, which might be the most important of all, that's dramatically scaled back. So uh, a lot of uncertainty as we head towards the NFL draft. And, you know, we'll be getting into draft talk really, really deep uh, here on Extending the Play in the coming weeks. So... Everybody stay tuned here on AM 1490 Sports Betting Radio. Listen to Ryan every night on The Fix 7 to 10. And we'll be back next week, next Saturday morning, to extend the play. Until then, South Jersey, enjoy your weekend.